Good morning and welcome to St James Church and our Bible readings and sermon for today. Uh, our first reading is from Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 to 15. St Paul writes this. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 33 to 36. Uh, and it's an excerpt from uh, Jesus at Lazarus's tomb. When Jesus saw her weeping, and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So let's pray and ask for God to be with us as we look at his word today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are always with us. And we invite you to fill us again with your Holy Spirit, that we would hear your voice speaking to our hearts today. Amen. So uh, we're running a sermon series uh, between now and the autumn as we're in, we're in ordinary time. Um, we're not we always follow the lectionary, the set Bible readings around uh, Lent and Easter and around Advent and Christmas. But ordinary time, there's some space to do something else. And so we are looking at the issue of uh, mental health. And last week, Reverend Ali spoke about Shalom, uh, the peace of God, the peace of God, which is uh, not just an absence of struggle, uh, an absence of difficulty, but it's a a sense of well-being, of connectedness, connectedness with God, connectedness with other people, uh, that encompasses the whole of our being. Uh, and so Jesus says he comes to give uh, shalom, to give peace that the world does not give. So continuing our series, uh, today we're looking at uh, empathy, which I don't know how much uh, you hear about it in your workplace or you hear about it in social media. But we're talking about empathy, that sense of um, sharing someone else's feelings, being able to understand what someone else is experiencing, how they are feeling, uh, and then responding out of that. So let's start by looking at our readings. Uh, the Gospel reading is uh, a short excerpt from a much longer story, which is the story of Lazarus, uh, the brother of Mary and Martha, Jesus' friend falling sick uh, and Mary and Martha sending word to Jesus saying, Jesus, your friend is sick. Come, come and heal him. And we see in early on in chapter 11, Jesus gets the word and does nothing. Jesus doesn't go. Uh, he does other things first. And he says to the disciples, um, this illness will not end in death. And so Jesus takes his sweet time 
coming from where he is to uh, Bethany, where Mary and Martha are. And by the time Jesus and disciples are there, Lazarus is dead. The house is filled with mourners. Uh, and Mary, first Martha and then Mary, uh, they go to Jesus and say, if you'd been here, our brother would still be alive. Uh, it's, it's quite a painful story from that instance because Jesus could have come sooner. Uh, and they take Jesus to the tomb. Uh, and Jesus prays. He praises God that God reveals himself to uh, ordinary people. And in a loud voice, he says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus, still wrapped in the grave clothes, uh, rises from the dead and steps out of the tomb. Uh, and ultimately goes and eats with everyone who's there. Now, you can see with our verse say we've got three verses 33 uh, to 36 as so we're focusing on this this small part which is where uh, Jesus sees uh, Mary weeping and actually you see Jesus empathizing with Mary that he is oh, he's deeply moved by what she's going through and so he says, where's the body? And they, they take him. And Jesus weeps. Now, it's, it's quite strange because when he first gets news of Lazarus's illness, he doesn't go straight away. And the words that he says to his disciples suggest that Jesus knows God is doing something else. God is going to show that he has power over the grave in Lazarus's case and so the disciples have um, almost this clue this sign that God can beat death as God will uh, at the cross <coughs> so Jesus knows what's coming and yet at the graveside faced with his friend in tears Jesus doesn't say stop crying Jesus doesn't even say, it's going to be fine. Jesus says, take me to where he is. And seeing the grief of everyone, seeing how they are distraught, the loss of Lazarus, he feels their pain and Jesus cries. Jesus shares how they are feeling. And it's, it's amazing to think that that's knowing that it's going to be okay. That's knowing what's what's coming. That's knowing that, that God is bigger. In that moment, seeing people suffering, Jesus also suffers. Uh, we see in the uh, book of Matthew, Jesus says, um, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Jesus does exactly that. He grieves with these people who are grieving moments before he goes and resurrects the man that they're grieving for. It's interesting. Um, as we think about uh, empathy, that whole, um, that whole idea of identifying with someone else's pain, of, of understanding it and responding to it, 
Um, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking actually it's it's better understood from the other way around. Go with me a second. It, try and let's try and imagine it from uh, Mary and Martha's perspective, rather than Jesus' perspective. Um, they have this amazing conversation with Jesus. If you look in the read through the whole chapter, um, and Jesus asks them about whether they believe uh, in the resurrection, whether he believes that uh, Lazarus can come back to life, and I mean, Martha does an amazing job of saying, I, "I believe he'll rise on the last day." Given the emotions going on for her, and what else is going on? It's amazing that she limits herself just to, Lord, if you had come, my brother would not have died. I think, as I try and put myself in this, there's two images come to mind. One is just when we drive around London uh, and you have people driving in uh, some very aggressive ways in London. Um, and particularly with uh, Deliveroo drivers, um, Uber Eats, whoever, all the different bicycles and scooters and everything else that, that cut in front or come out all of a sudden uh, in front of you. Um, if one of them does that, I was like, oh, heavens. But if I get a second or a third on the same journey, by the time the third one cuts me up, there's a very different response in me. And actually more than that, how I respond when I'm driving to other people's driving depends on what happened before I got in the car. If I'm having a good day, I'm so much more patient in the car. If I'm not rushing somewhere, I'm so much more likely to let other people out uh, and drive in a considerate way than when I'm late and I'm rushed and I'm frantic and I'm stressed, when I'm far more likely to use my horn and, um, well, be grateful that I'm not wearing the dog collar while I'm driving. It's, um, yeah. The other example that came to mind was with the rail strike uh, this last week. Uh, I had to get the, the bus into town. Uh, and it was really quite striking. The way people behaved on the buses was so much less kind, so much less pleasant than I would normally expect. Um, we had, I was trying to catch a number 18 bus uh, and at the bus stop I was at we had about uh, five buses all full, absolutely ran with people as so the driver understandably didn't stop, just kept on going. And so everyone at my bus stop, uh, we exchanged glances at the first one, we started looking at our watches with the second one, um, we started grumbling at the third one. By the time the fifth one went past, you could feel the, the anxiety and the stress. So when the sixth bus had to stop because someone wanted to get off, the driver stopped and just opened the rear doors. And people, well, even as people were stepping off the bus, a crowd from our bus stop just rushed at the bus and tried to push their way and tried to force their way onto the bus. And the bus was held there for, for four or five minutes as there was a battle between those inside sort of pushing back and those on the outside 
who were kind of half on the bus, half off the bus, were pushing to try and get themselves in and just so the doors could close on them. And, I mean, I was struck. It just, it wasn't kind. But I don't know the job situation that people get on that bus. I don't know to what extent, whether any of them were at risk of losing their job if they didn't arrive by a certain time. And you can understand different scenarios where someone would have been more desperate to get on the bus than someone else. As it was, I walked back up from Tokington towards Wembley, past bus stops full of people, that to try and catch a bus earlier in its route. Yeah, happy days. But for most of us, we are we are all icebergs. Are an iceberg has what ten percent of its surface area above the water everything else is, is down below the water line and so you'll see a, what looks like a little iceberg and actually it's tons and tons of ice that's all there but it's just below where the water is and you can't see it for all of us there are things going on there are things affecting us things that drive us that hurt us that impact on us and other people just don't know them and so there is that challenge for all of us as to how we act when we've got all these things going on in our minds. Now, I say, uh, love your neighbour as yourself. It's what I believe, is what Jesus commands. But I will acknowledge that I'm a lot better at that when I'm having a good day, when I've had a nice breakfast, when I got enough sleep that night, when I'm not worried about a family member. This time last year, uh, I went on retreat because, um, you know, work at St. James uh, and at the school was more stressful because of uh, the continuing uh, implications of COVID and of managing school with, you know, a family where uh, the children's school was affected by COVID. And my mother had died the month before and I was struggling to to grieve and to process what it meant that I, I wouldn't see my mother again and what, what that felt like. And it was too much. I wasn't I wasn't responding to different situations as I would have liked to. I was losing my temper more quickly. I was becoming upset more quickly. And so I, I went on a retreat. I took some a couple of days away to just be and to pray and to to find some peace to, to process how I was feeling what I was thinking what was going on inside me now I'm very grateful there are people around uh, particularly amongst my clergy colleagues um, who understood I'd lost my mum and that was that impacted uh, the way I could work and what I was able to to handle but the truth is for all of us there'll be things that impact on us things that affect how we feel things that affect what we can tolerate uh, without getting upset there are times when uh, you know work is stressful and family situations are difficult and I'll find myself crying at television adverts not because the advert's particularly upsetting, but because 
my emotions are all up to here and then I see this thing and it just it's the thing that takes it over the top now I said we're looking at this from the other side so Jesus is talking to Mary and Martha as they've just lost their brother and Jesus doesn't criticize them for a lack of faith uh, Jesus doesn't say to them um, you know don't use tell me I, I should have been here earlier I came when I came Jesus doesn't doesn't do any of that he listens to them and then he feels how they feel and he grieves with them so the same way with us, we all know that we have that 10% that we show everyone else and we have everything else that's happening in our life that affects our emotions below the surface that we can't see. So if we have that, so does everyone else. Everyone else at St James, everyone else in your workplace, in your family, they have that 90% that's below the surface that you can't see, that will be... Uh, affecting them, that will be reducing their capacity to respond to things uh, kindly or in the way that you would like. Now, uh, at St James, we have the extra complication that within our family, we have different cultures, different traditions, with different priorities, different things that are important to us. And so, it's entirely possible that one of our brothers and sisters at church will do something that will upset us hugely and they won't know what they've done. They won't know that bit of our culture that holds to something and sees it as being really important because for them it, it isn't. Equally, there might be someone who's from the same culture as ours uh, and they're having a situation with a family member that we don't know about. And they come to church really struggling. And when we say hello, they're short with us. Or we ask how they are, go, fine. And walk past us. And we go, I asked how they were. How dare they speak to me like that? And the truth is, it's not about you. It's about the 90% that's below the water. Now, the key thing as Christians, when we talk about uh, mental health, when we talk about empathy for one another, our starting point is that we love because God first loved us. God saw our mistakes and our sin and our struggle. And his response was to live like one of us, to take on human form as Jesus and to suffer for us, to go to the cross so that uh, our sins could be forgiven, that we could have our relationship with God made right again and restored. God knows us and God chose to experience life as we live it and rescue us from all that we struggle with. So in that context, when someone else upsets us or when someone else seems like they're struggling we need to not judge 
we need to not criticize we need not to uh, we need to not give them a solution and tell them what they should do because it's what worked for us jesus example is to listen to give time to people to understand how they're feeling why they're feeling the way they're feeling and to share that emotion to share that pain and then to walk forwards together now in this situation with Lazarus we know there's resurrection there was life there was joy there was a solution to Mary and Martha's pain in many situations this side of heaven there's no solution there's no quick fix and so our answer is not to say to someone if you did this you'd be fine just pray the solution is that we as Christians need to care for one another we need to take time to understand what's happening with one another and, and that means uh, when we ask how are you to ask it when there's actually time and space to to get a response which might be longer than just fine thanks if someone needs to say it's been a real hard week they clearly if they're brave enough to say that they need someone to listen and to, to let them share it not that it can be fixed but just so that they can know they're not by themselves it can be so tempting it's something that men are always accused of to listen to someone sharing what's happening with them and to rush to give them an answer to tell them what to do you'll notice that jesus doesn't do that uh, jesus sits with them in how they're feeling and we need to do the same actually as people talk something through often it's in the talking that they can hear themselves saying what what the problem is what's going on and as they're talking about it their brains are working and they can work out what what they need to do what's going to work for them and actually if what's going to work for them isn't what we think should work for them that's their choice ultimately everyone is responsible for themselves they are going to answer to god one day so we we let them we love them enough to let them go their own way just as jesus lets us go our own way even when sometimes it's not the right way Paul's letter to Galatians I'll just mention this briefly uh, talks about uh, love your neighbour as yourself but if you're always biting and devouring one another watch out clearly you had a group of people in Galatia where uh, whatever was going on in their lives was causing them to snap to bite, to argue. They were hurting one another in this, this collection, this group family of believers. And Paul says, you are free. You have, um, you have freedom, but it's freedom to serve one another, freedom to love one another. So I think there's two aspects. One is about 
understanding when we ourselves are struggling so that we check our own reactions to people we don't take out on other people how we are feeling but the other is to look to love our brothers and sisters to look to understand uh, what's happening to them to look to understand what they're struggling with to feel how they feel so that actually through us maybe they can experience something of God's acceptance of God's love and God's care I'm going to pray uh, I'm going to ask God to be with us in the week to come as we look to practice empathy for one another empathy for the people that God is going to bring us alongside let's pray almighty God we thank you that that your love for us is so great that you took on human form you lived as one of us you know what it is to be human to be betrayed to be hungry to be lonely Lord God would you give us the strength to bring to you however we are feeling each day this week that we'd be able to bring these things to you and not take them out on other people and we pray especially Lord that you give us your power to be able to empathize with others to be able to stand with other people to hear what is affecting them to hear what is hurting them and to to understand, to share it, and to demonstrate your love and your care and your kindness for them. Lord Jesus, shine your light in our lives and through our lives. We ask this for your glory. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, and we'll have the next in our series on mental health next week. Uh, in the meantime, have a blessed week and we'll see you soon. God bless.